What's up, everyone? Good afternoon. Today is Wednesday, January 29th, and uh, we got a jam-packed show for y'all. We got, uh, obviously, the sad, sad news coming out of the sports world this week on Sunday, the passing of um, the great Kobe Bryant, the Black Mamba of the uh, Los Angeles Lakers, passed away on Sunday in a helicopter crash with his unfortunately his daughter and her teammates and uh, some parents um, on Sunday it was some real real shocking news on Sunday um, I remember I was out to lunch with uh, my girlfriend and uh, a couple of friends of ours and um, my buddy who told me of the of the news um, of the passing of Kobe Bryant I thought it was fake I immediately um, went and checked my phone right away and uh you know waited for the full report later on after lunch and uh yeah it uh really shook me to my core i i thought he was joking and uh, i couldn't believe it and i still can't i still can't believe it that we lost a uh, a legend at the age of 41 um doing what he loved best after basketball was um being a dad and um taking care of his daughters and uh you know coaching his daughter Gianna who was 13 years years young and um trying to carry on the uh the Mamba mentality name and as she was uh going in and um trying to become the next big star in the uh, in the basketball world in the WNBA and she was progressing to that and uh it's just really really unfortunate um for everyone that loved basketball, loved uh, loved Kobe, and uh, appreciated his his raw talent and tenacity that he had. His mentality was unlike any other. And uh, I wrote down a um, a uh, paragraph honoring Kobe. I remember when I first started watching basketball twelve years ago, when Kobe was in the NBA Finals against the Boston Celtics in two thousand eight. I was rooting against the Lakers uh, when I was a kid and thought Kobe was was the villain in the uh, of the NBA. Um, you know, usually uh, some people don't take to the the great stars, and that that was my case. You know, and uh, just being a young fan of the NBA, trying to get into it, didn't really know too much about it. But I loved the Boston Celtics. I loved their u- uniforms. I loved the players that were on it. You know, Ray Allen. Um, Rajon Rondo, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Kendrick Perkins. Um, just just a great team that the Boston Celtics had in 2008. And I uh, was influenced uh, by taking that team um, as, as the early years of my fandom went on. But as I started progressively watching more and more basketball and the NBA, I actually started grasping the knowledge of what real basketball talent was. And uh, that that was Kobe Bryant. That was uh, that was number twenty four for the Los Angeles Lakers. He was he was so good. He was so amazing. Um, it also helped that after the two thousand eight finals, you know, finals loss to the Celtics, he went on to be featured in two more straight NBA finals and got revenge in twenty ten when he beat the Celtics in seven games and got his revenge and. Uh, and I understood how just how great Kobe was when he played the game of basketball. And uh, he was just 
he was just great and you know we know all the we all know of the um the mentality that he had uh when he which was associated with Kobe when he was playing ball this mentality Kobe had was to wake up every day and be the best possible person you could be and this was put on display every day for Kobe you know even after he retired from the game and he instilled that into all of his teammates, all the people he was surrounded with, um, his family, his friends, you know, just wake up and be the best person you could be every day. And, you know, a lot of fans and um, a lot of fans, you know, they they instill that mentality into their everyday lives. Um, and uh, I just want to start listing off some career basketball accolades that made him so great that really uh, instilled the Mamba mentality of why he was so great and why this is such a hurtful um, passing of a NBA player. Um, he's a five-time NBA champion. He won it in 2000, 2001, 2002, a three-peat uh, of the Los Angeles Lakers with you know, obviously uh, Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, um, three-time champion. Then when he was rocking the number eight with Shaq and all those great players of the Lakers. And then his uh, redemption tour in, in 2009. Um, and then in 2010, um, five-time NBA champion, two-time NBA finals MVP in 2009, 2010. You know, I, I think he quite enjoyed winning those NBA uh, finals more because he did it without Shaq. Um, he, he he didn't do it alone. He had that supporting group of the Los Angeles Lakers with Paul Gasol, um, Derek Fisher, uh, a bunch of um, Los Angeles greats, Los Angeles Laker greats there. He won the MVP in 2008, the NBA MVP. Uh, 20, 18 out of his 20 seasons in the NBA, he was an all-star um, from 1998 and then 2000 all the way to 2016, four-time NBA All-Star Game MVP, 2002, 2007, 2009, 2011. He was an 11 all-time NBA first team, two-time all-NBA second team, two-time all-NBA third team. Um, he was the two-time NBA scoring champion in the 2006-2007 seasons. NBA Slam Dunk Contest champion in 1997. Um, his numbers, 8 and 24, were retired by the Los Angeles Lakers, um, I believe, two years ago in 2017. His career statistics, points, he's a five-time, uh, he's ranked fifth in all-time uh, points. Three thirty-three thousand six hundred forty-three, um, and he represented the men's basketball, representing the uh, United States. He won two gold medals in the Olympic Games in two thousand eight in Beijing, and in twenty twelve in London, and uh, that's just one part of how great Kobe was. You know, all those accolades in the NBA, um, one of the best to ever do it. Hands down, you, there's no denying that. Kobe was one of the best basketball players. I think one of the best scoring um, players in the NBA. You know, his iconic 
you know, he would he would back you up, fake one way, fake to the to the right, and then pivot to the left and just fade away. That that iconic Kobe shot, uh, you know, in the corner or wherever he was on the court. All those games where he just dominated you. I think he had a buzzer beater game winning um, shot against almost every team in the NBA. Everyone felt the greatness of Kobe Bryant and it was on display um, Sunday, Monday and Tuesday as teams honored him by taking a 24 shot clock violation and a eight second backcourt early on in the games uh, around the NBA. Um, players, star players wearing the number eight or the number 24 honoring Kobe was, ju was just amazing and, and great to see uh, everyone coming together. And, you know, also just the amount of people I saw on Instagram, you know, who, who are not, who are not uh, NBA fans in the slightest, um, you know, sharing I, uh, posts or on their stories on Instagram or on Facebook. I saw the outpour of people that I know um, affected by the loss of Kobe Bryant and just realizing how great he was. And uh, the, the, mom, the Mamba mentality lives on. You, you know through through all of us and uh you know we we didn't we never even met the guy and he was just an important thing he was the star he was essentially um michael jordan i i know a lot of people don't want to be want uh, kobe to be compared to anybody but he was a michael jordan figure uh just a great basketball figure to a generation and he he was the jordan of of my generation for sure um but the Mamba mentality lives on. And two two aspects that I want to point out in basketball where I saw the Mamba mentality really on display is when Kobe, he, he tore his Achilles. Um, and tearing your Achilles is a huge, huge thing in the age of 30. A lot of people do it, even, you know, non-basketball players. You know, some guys will do it in their 30s when they're, when they're out uh, – I don't know, on vacation, exploring, or even doing a, uh, a a home chore, they'll tear their Achilles. It's such a common injury. But Kobe, you know, iconic Ach Achilles tear in uh, in the game of April of 2013, a game against the Golden State Warriors. And, you know, it, w it was crazy because what he did after tearing his uh, Achilles, um, he got up off his ass and walk to the free throw uh, line because on the play, while he tore his Achilles, he proceeded to drain two points from the foul line. And you know what? He he, he said, my arms still work, so I, I have to go uh, and drain these free throws because, you know, if he didn't drain those free throws, he wasn't eligible to return to the game. Kobe was, he wanted to go out there and finish off the game on a torn Achilles. He, he was crazy. He was his his ethics for the game was like none other. Um, when Kobe played his last game in Los Angeles, it was a game during the 2015-2016 season, his last season, which in his final final game, the mom mentality was on display once again for the last time uh, when it came to the game of basketball. In the season finale of the 2015-2016 season, the Lakers, the Los Angeles Lakers, took on the Utah Jazz. While trying the game going into the second half, Kobe took over and finished his career on a high note. His stat line, 
60 points, four rebounds, one steal, one block, and four assists in that game. During the game, he took over the game in the fourth quarter, outscoring the entire Utah Jazz team. 23 points for Kobe to 21 points of the Utah Jazz. Uh, the final in that game was 101 points for the Los Angeles Lakers and 96 for the Utah Jazz. Incredible. I remember watching that game. Um, it was just a fantastic way for Kobe Bryant's career to end as a Los Angeles Laker. And uh, uh, a great a great scene for all his fans and all fans of the NBA to see him on display scoring a career high, uh, a season high in that uh, season, 60 points. Unbelievable. What a way to go out. And uh, those were just two cases of, of the Mamba mentality on the court for basketball. But when he retired, Kobe brought the mentality with him and moved on to his second passion, which was which was film. He loved talking movies. He loved uh, studying film. Uh, when he wasn't playing basketball, when he was still a Los Angeles Laker, he'd be on the plane reading books or watching documentaries of how, on, uh, on how film was being created and who were pioneers in the industry of film. And it didn't take Kobe long to um, move on to that uh, to that aspect of his uh, what his life was going to be after basketball. And uh, it, it didn't take long also for Kobe to receive an accolade for um, a short film that he produced and created called Dear Basketball, which was a short film about Kobe's life in, uh, in basketball. And he was awarded with an Academy Award for Best Short Film in 2018 for the 2017 short film of Dear Basketball. Um, he also instilled the mama mentality in his family. Um, you know, his, his, his daughter, Gianna, like I said earlier, was moving on to basketball and she loved it too. And she, it, it instilled the, the mama mentality in her and I'm sure in the rest of her family and in her, uh, and his wife, Vanessa, who is, um, was carrying on that legacy and the three other daughters that uh, Kobe left behind. Um, just, just really unfortunate for them. And I send my condolences to to the Bryant family and to whoever loved Kobe uh, like I did, and uh, all the basketball fans out there and fans of Kobe Bryant. We're we're gonna miss you, and uh, we love you, Kobe, and uh, you'll you'll always be in our hearts. So that's that's gonna be my um, Kobe uh, tribute. Um, we gotta move on. We we gotta keep on carrying on the Mamba mentality, and uh, I'm gonna be doing it through this podcast and trying to put on the best podcast that I can do every time uh, you hear my voice on the Up North trip. And uh, we're gonna be moving on to the news that is coming out of the sports world of today. The news Hall of Famer sad. More sad news coming out of the uh, football world, the NFL. Hall of Famer Chris Dolman from the Minnesota Vikings, a defensive end of the Minnesota Vikings, has passed away from his battle with brain cancer. He was 58 years old. Unfortunate news coming out of um, the NFL. But trying to pick it up, try not to be too depressing of a podcast. Um, 
with sad news. The Houston Astros, uh, MLB news, the Houston Astros are hiring 70-year-old manager Dusty Baker as they look for a change of scenery after a cheating scandal broke out earlier this month, which resulted in the firing of um, their general manager for the Houston Astros and uh, a couple other pieces in the um, structure of the Houston Astros. Uh, we move on to NBA news. Point guard Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns becomes the fastest guard in NBA history to reach 70,000 points uh, in his career last night for the Phoenix Suns. A great rising star in the uh, NBA, Devin Booker. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's proving to see how great this kid is becoming. And uh, all the best to Devin Booker for the rest of the season. And uh, we move on to another accolade by another point guard, Kyle Lowry of the Toronto Raptors. Last night becomes the all-time leader in assists for the Toronto Raptors. Um, I'm somewhat, I'm somewhat uh, very hard on Kyle Lowry. I, I am not a huge fan of Kyle Lowry. I don't. I think he stinks. Um, but nonetheless, for all you Raptors fans out there, I know there's a lot of you um, in my hometown of Montreal. That love the Raptors, so uh, some great news from uh, coming out of Toronto. He set that last night as well. And uh, that's going to do it for the news for uh, the Up North trip today coming out uh, of Wednesday and last night, the news coming out of the NBA. We have to move on to the big game. Yes, folks, the Super Bowl 54 matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers is going down this weekend, 6 o'clock or 6.30, the Super Bowl is going to be taking place. Super Bowl 54. An amazing storyline coming out of the NFL. And we're, we're going to get into it. We're going to look at both teams, what their Super Bowl uh, headlines are. A couple that I dug up for uh, each team. But also, we're going to be predicting the game who do I think is going to be winning this matchup between two great teams coming out of the AFC and NFC. And to start, we're going to start with the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs' first appearance in the Super Bowl after a 50-year drought. They won Super Bowl IV um, 50 years ago. And uh, the, the franchise has been begging and wanting another Super Bowl appearance, and they will be getting it 50 years later um, with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark, and uh, who knows? I, I don't know if Chris Jones, uh, linebacker of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, will be um, suiting up for the Super Bowl. Um, I haven't seen any news of that suiting up for the Chiefs going into the Super Bowl. So trying to make their fans proud and trying to get another um, Super Bowl under their belt. Let's see if they could do it. Also another headline, head coach Andy Reid returns to the Super Bowl for the second time in his career as a head coach. He's won a Super Bowl as an assistant coach for the Green Bay Packers uh, when Mike Holmgren of the uh, coaching tree for Andy Reid won a Super Bowl for the Green Bay Packers in 1997. The last time uh, Andy Reid was there, however, as a head coach, was in 2004 where he was 
where he lost against the Patriots when he was a head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. They lost that game 24-21 to off a game-winning field goal kick by Adam Vinatieri of the um, new, uh, when he was a New England Patriot. And a huge uh, storyline headline will be, um, will Kansas City's high-flying speed offense be enough to get past the 49ers' stout defense? Um, as we all saw in the NFC Championship game, the 49ers defense proved to be unstoppable once again for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, a huge edge for the Chiefs, though, I think that will be instilled in their game plan, will be the screen passing portion of their offensive playbook. I think that could be one of the factors going for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they're, they're one of the best screen passing offenses in the NFL this year. So maybe that could be a huge uh, role in the offense for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, a little fun note uh, for the Hard Rock Stadium, which is located in Miami, the Super Bowl being taking place on Sunday. The Chiefs are 8-3, eight, eight wins, three losses in the Hard Rock Stadium. And uh, I, I just want to point that out because once we get to the 49ers side of the headlines, remember that the Chiefs are 8-3. Okay, just just remember that they have eight wins and three losses in Hard Rock Stadium. But we move on to the 49ers headlines. The 49ers trying to join the six ring franchise club, which features the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers. As we all know, the San Francisco 49ers have five Super Bowl wins as a franchise four coming from the famous Hall of Fame quarterback Joe Montana, and one provided by his successor, Steve Young. The last time the 49ers were in the big game was in 2012, where they lost to the Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens, 34-31. to That was the Super Bowl where the lights went out after the halftime show as we were set to kick off the second half, and the lights went out in Mercedes-Benz Stadium in New Orleans, um, and went on to that comeback provided by the um, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, but fell short as the Ravens went on to win that Super Bowl. And another head coach uh, kind of a storyline, Kyle Shanahan, head coach of the 49ers, uh, is going to be in the Super Bowl. But he, the last time he was in the Super Bowl, he was the offensive coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons, when uh, he was featured in Super Bowl 51, which he also lost to the New England Patriots. Um, obviously, the iconic 28-3 comeback from the New England Patriots. Shanahan lost to that, to that iconic, another iconic game where the New England Patriots came out on top. So both head coaches have been in the Super Bowl, have also lost to the New England Patriots. Um kind of Kyle Kyle Shanahan's offense collapsed in the second half um not putting up any points so that that was a factor in the loss um for Kyle Shanahan the fin the 49ers as a franchise in Super Bowls however located in Miami are 2 and 0 and since that 1995 Super Bowl that um Steve Young won for the 49ers the team has not won a game in Miami so 
you know how I said that Kansas City was 8 and 3 in Hard Rock Stadium? The San Francisco 49ers haven't won a game in Miami since that Super Bowl in 1995. Folks, it's been 25 years since the 49ers have won a game in Miami. So, you know, keep that in mind if you're betting. And let's see if they could break that streak. Who knows? Who knows? For both teams, um, we're going to get into the game now. For both teams, great tight end matchups between um, the stud Travis Kelsey for the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, rising tight end star George Kittle of the San Francisco 49ers. Which tight end um, do y'all think will come out on top on Sunday? Who will have the more dominant performance or will it be a head-to-head battle as both uh, tight ends have been strong factors um, for both teams as we saw uh, for Travis Kelsey, his iconic game so far this postseason was against the Houston Texans. He had three touchdowns, 100-plus uh, yards receiving in that win over the Houston Texans. And uh, George Kittle was a huge blocking factor in the NFC Championship game to open holes for Raheem Mostert, who dominated on the ground, getting 200-plus yards and four touchdowns. He was a monster. Uh, he was throwing around Tremon Williams and a bunch of other DBs. Uh, wow, voice cracks. Sorry about that, guys. You know we got to point out every time my voice cracks here on the Up North trip. That was a bad one. But George Kittle, nonetheless, um, a huge factor in the blocking game for um, the San Francisco 49ers. And last time they played the, the Packers in the regular season, he was a problem for the Packers all game long, getting 100-plus yards receiving. So, um, a huge, huge tight end battle uh, between both teams. Another battle is two outstanding offensive lines for both teams. Um, you know, really, both teams can pride themselves on uh, two strong um, offensive lines. Um, you know, probably, probably top five uh, all year for both uh, offensive linemen. You know, obviously keeping both quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo and Trav, uh, Patrick Mahomes, um, protected all season long. So we're we're gonna see uh, which offensive line comes out top because I think that will be a huge factor to who wins this game. If the um, San Francisco 49ers offensive line can open those holes once again for the running game, the Chiefs defense not a good. Uh, run defense stopper, but we saw them playing uh, uh, well of late, especially in the playoffs, holding Derrick Henry to under 70 uh, to uh, 70 yards on the ground uh, in the AFC Championship game two weeks ago. So, can the 49ers offensive line do that again for Raheem Mostert and dominate uh, the defense defensive line opening holes? of the Kansas City Chiefs, we'll see. Um, but also, can the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line uh, protect Patrick Mahomes uh, for long enough to throw the ball downfield to Travis Kelsey, to Tyreek Hill, to um, McCole Hardman Jr., to Sammy Watkins? You know, um, these guys are healthy. Andy Reid went on to say yesterday that uh, 
the Kansas City Chiefs have been the healthiest they've ever been all season long. And provided that uh, to be true in the Super Bowl is huge. So, and as we all know, that 49ers front four is no joke. Can you stop the young rookie phenom, the potential rookie of the year and potential defensive player of the year um, for the San Francisco 49ers, Nick Bosa? Can you stop him? Because he was a problem all game for the um, Green Bay Packers uh, with a good off- offensive line. Um, I don't I don't think it's uh, compared to the Kansas City Chiefs, however. But they got to Aaron Rodgers five times that game. So obviously the pass protection for Patrick Mahomes is going to be huge. Uh, obviously Patrick Mahomes is very mobile on his feet. So can escape pressure. So I think the battle of these two offensive lines, whoever wins that battle, I think will dictate the winner of the game um, just because of how strong um, an offensive line will open holes for the running game of the 49ers. And if the um, offensive line of the Chiefs can hold up against that strong pass rush of the um, 49ers. Another little fun note, this is the Joe Montana Bowl. A lot of uh, people have been saying this anecdote uh, because the Hall of Fame quarterback, Joe Montana, played for both teams during his playing career. He obviously won four Super Bowls with the 49ers and was unable to do so for the Kansas City Chiefs. So (laughs) Joe Montana earlier last week went on to say, I guarantee one of my teams will come out on top. Thanks, Joe. Um, you're a fucking jackass. Anyways, last little note for both teams. First time that both teams who share red as their predominant colors face off in the Super Bowl. Yes, folks, we've never seen a team whose predominant uh, uh, red color, both sides on of the uh, AFC and the NFC have faced off in the Super Bowl. You know, we have the Arizona Cardinals, the 49ers, and the Atlanta Falcons. And we also have the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, who share all the predominant red colors. So um, that's a little fun one, little one I picked up. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see who's going to win this game. To predict it here at the Up North trip, uh, it's going to be a tough one because, you know, the, the both teams are really great. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. So if you're a betting person, I, I would predominantly say that it's going to be uh, take the over in the game. I, I think you should do that. I think it's going to be a great game um, and not a snooze fest compared to last year's Super Bowl where both teams only put up 16 points. Um, and I think it's going to be more entertaining. Um, another little headline uh, for cor- Hall of- future Hall of Fame cornerback Richard Sherman. He said he's going to be doing this game. He's going to be putting it all out in the line for Kobe Bryant, for the passing of Kobe Bryant. Um, the reason, the reason why, uh, Richard Sherman has, uh, gone out and said this is because when he was still a Seattle Seahawk, he tore his Achilles. That's the way his, um, Seattle Seahawks playing days fell, fell, uh, out for the organization for him. He tore his Achilles and turned to Kobe to, uh, provide him with guidance on how he should deal with the injury. Uh, to repair it and once again be dominant. Um, Richard Sherman, he's got a interception in 
the divisional round against the Minnesota Vikings. He's got an interception in the NFC Championship game against the Green Bay Packers. And uh, can we see him do it again? You know, not to be shadowed by how great the front uh, of the defense is for the 49ers. You also have a tremendous uh, backfield of the San Francisco 40, uh, 49ers. A lot of a lot of great players being featured in this Super Bowl. But you know what? I'm going to stop egging you guys along. I do believe the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win this Super Bowl. I think that whoever gets the ball, and I think Patrick Mahomes will receive the ball late in the fourth quarter with the game on the line. Um, I think the 49ers will be up a field goal or whatever it is. I think that the Patrick Mahomes-led offense will come out on top, will drive down the field, and will get a touchdown to seal it for the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs will no longer go out with a drought, a 50-year drought, and will win Super Bowl 54 in Miami. The San Francisco 49ers will not join the Six Ring Club. And uh, yeah, that, that is my Super Bowl pick. Uh, this final score, I think the final score will be 35 to 27. 35 to 27. Um, for the, for the, uh, um, <clears throat> for the Kansas City Chiefs. So, Andy Reid gets his first Super Bowl as a head coach, and uh, he continues his domination of being one of the best current head coaches in the NFL. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna do it here for us at the Up North trip. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I hope you enjoyed all of our podcasts. Um, if you want to go through our Spotify and Apple podcast, iTunes podcast, they're all there. Go and listen to them. Last game of the NFL 2019 regular season, Super Bowl 54. It's going to be a great one. I think it's going to be another classic. So enjoy it. Um, be safe. Don't drink and drive uh, during Super Bowl Sunday. Go over to your friend's house, have some food, have some beers and enjoy it. And uh, we'll see you next week. I appreciate you all tuning in um, to the podcast and uh, showing love every week. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Peace out.